All right, guys, so this is going to be um, an interesting one today. Uh, thanks for coming back to the channel. For the first time ever, I actually think I'm going to talk about a film that I actually can't praise. I just, I can't talk really positively about this film at all. And it's shocking because I usually try to find as much positivity in anything I watch, as much as I can. And, of course, you're never going to find a hidden gem all the time. I didn't hear about this movie. My wife heard about it. She had saw the trailer for it. She was like, this looks great. We should watch this. I'm like, all right, let's sit down and watch it. It looks pretty cool. Um, the film is called Come Away. Uh, it was released back in November of 2020. Uh, it's just... It's really hard to try to even like set this up because it's just it was just a disappointment. It's it's 93 minutes of just disappointment. And what's even more disappointing is that it's got it's got a solid like cast. It's got Angelina Jolie, it's got David Oliowa. I'm definitely butchering his last name, but I apologize. But you'll recognize this actor. He's he's big. And it's got some no name like kid actors and whatnot, but they do a really good job, um, and I guess, you know, I don't know if it's really on them that the movie sucked. It could just be on the fact that the movie was written to suck. I don't know, but it's just not good. It's just, it's really upsetting to watch this. So now, let me give you a bit of a synopsis, but before I really get into it, I'm going to be spoiling a lot of this movie because, one, I don't give a shit. And two, this is just to really give you the idea of what you're getting yourself into. If you have seen it and you praise it, good for you. I'm glad you found some enjoyment out of it. I'm usually the person that can find enjoyment out of almost anything I watch. I couldn't find it here. And I felt like it was a complete waste of time. And I'm never going to get that 19 minutes back to, do, to give to another film that I could have watched. So... Basically, the film is a what-if kind of scenario, uh, a fantasy kind of writing of what if Alice from Alice in Wonderland and Peter from Peter Pan were siblings. And it's the idea of them growing up in a home that kind of encourages imagination. So you're, you're watching the film and it's going through the motions of them being kids and, I mean, the thing is they never really narrow down what the conflict is. Like, you know, that every film has three acts. The first act identifies um, the character and leads up to the conflict. The second act narrows down the conflict and really tells you what the problem is that they're going to be facing. And they're going to try to figure out how they're going to face it. And the third act is the climax where they solve the problem. Where they stop the bad guy. Where they um, save the world. You know, that's always what the third act is. I... I don't know where this was going. I don't get what the conflict is. There's another sibling. Okay, so you have two siblings. One, Each of them are meant to be a different character in some kind of fantasy realm. They have a third sibling. His name is David. He's nothing. He's just the, the older brother. And you think, oh, the plot device for the conflict is that the older brother leaves. He's like the drawer of the imagination. He's the one that kind of helps bring the imagination out of his younger siblings. So he's going to leave. So they're going to have this counterbalance of, oh, maybe we'll, you know, maybe we won't have as much of an imaginative, you know, 
ability capabilities without our older brother. But no, like randomly he dies. Like what? Like how did it's and and he dies so dumb. Like he's imagining that him and Peter are fighting pirates and then he falls into the water and then out of nowhere the sky just starts thundering but there's no storm that follows there's no like rain it's just thunder crackle thunder crackle david's in the water thunder strike apparently it struck the water and electrocuted the kid and then he died that's the death scene for this kid and that's and then it's like okay so he's not going off to school that whole conflict is gone so now what's the conflict is the conflict now going to be grief where these kids like can't attach to their imagination anymore because the, the the one sibling that drove their ability to really be able to build these worlds and these universes for themselves isn't there anymore. So they have to kind of grow and kind of recreate their own imagination without him. Is that the conflict? No, that's not the conflict. All of a sudden, the father is in a tremendous amount of debt and he's got to pay off these people that are coming after him. Because he's a gambler. He gambles in cards. And there's an aunt who's like a real... Okay, so there's a lot of symbology in various different things in the film. One of the things, of course, is that uh, the mother's like, we had a guy come over. The mother being played by Angelina Jolie, by the way. We had a guy come over. He did such and such. He had some leftover copper. And he made you a gift. And what is it? It's a little bell. It's a tinker's bell. Oh, a little play on Tinkerbell. Okay. But who does she give it to? She gives it to Alice. That doesn't make any fucking sense. That should be... If you're trying to make symbolism that connects people to their universes, make them connect to the universes they belong to. Almost everything connects to Alice. Tinkerbell is given to her as a little gift. She's got the bunny um, stuffed animal, and she sets up tea parties and whatnot. Um... Uh, after the kid is meant to go away, the mother goes into a depression, and the little girl is in line to get taken away by her aunt. She views her aunt as the Red Queen, and then she views her mother as the White Queen. And then, like, her mother starts drinking, and so one night, Alice steals a bottle of the stuff, takes a sip, and then imagines she's the size of the bottle. So that kind of plays off of the Alice in Wonderland when she first drinks the poison and shrinks down and jumps into the rabbit hole. That scene lasts 30 seconds. And then she gets Tinker's Bell. And then before the older brother dies, he's like, I'm going off to school. But you know what? I'm going to leave my shadow behind so he can play with you. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And it's like, why is Alice getting the shadow? Like, that's a Peter Pan thing. They literally gave Peter Pan nothing except for, oh, he imagines the Lost Boys. Okay. That's really it. And he imagines himself fighting pirates. But he only imagines himself fighting pirates with his brother. And then after his brother dies, he also goes into a depression. And then they they, they now separate and create a new conflict where the father has all this debt. They have to pay it off. The mother is drinking because the older son died. And so what do the two siblings do? They're like, we have to save our family. So they go out into the city and they try to pawn their father's watch. They find this evil dude whose sidekick you think is a reflection of the Mad Hatter. And you see him in the trailer. And it's 
pretty cool, you know, this weird-looking dude. Then he, they bring him to the big boss. And what's the big boss's initials? Oh, it's CJ. What could that stand for? It stands for Captain James, which is Captain James Hook. But the guy's got both his hands. So is it really Captain Hook? I don't know. So, they go to pawn the watch. The guy gives them a sack of gold. They go back, give it to his father. The father is like, this is like, why would you do that? Then they take the gold out and they start rubbing it and they realize it's just like tin. It's nothing. It's fake. And he knows it's fake because then he realizes, oh, who is this from? So he goes to the guy that they pawned the watch to because he knew exactly who they pawned the watch to. And you don't learn that until he gets there. And the guy who answers the door is the guy who is the symbol of the Mad Hatter. And he's like, hi, Dad. So the guy's dad is the Mad Hatter character. And then he goes in there and this evil dude who he owes all, who he just so happens to be the same guy who he owes all this money to is his brother. And then that's the connection. But like he's never met his, his niece and nephew. So he plays off that he doesn't know them. And then what does he do? He's like, you're going to pay your debt. And he breaks his hand and then brands him with the initial CJ. So he gets brought back to the house. The little kid sees it. He sees the mark and he knows, oh, I know exactly who did this to my family. Because he knew that the guy's initials was CJ. So he goes and says to his sister that I have to, we have to make this right for our family because our father can't work. He broke his hand. He broke and branded his hand, so he can't work to make ends meet for us. So I have to go, and I have to, you know, solve our problems. And he runs away from home. And he's not seen again in, like, an actual light. And it's just meant to be the imagination of him. And the ending of the film is basically Alice runs away from the aunt, jumps down the rabbit hole in a way which is just her imagination which by the way none of it's real all the imagination stuff is all like in their own heads so it doesn't exist in the real world of what they're actually dealing with so when peter runs away he's like yeah i'm gonna put on this green suit and this hat i'm gonna hop in this boat and fly in the sky and go to never never land and then how does he get tinkerbell alice kind of just like go help him tinkerbell he needs you and it's like what this doesn't make any sense. And so you don't really acknowledge that Peter has run away from home because he just doesn't exist in the family anymore. He just disappears. Like he's like, we can't be kids anymore. And then he runs off and isn't and just isn't seen again. And the premise of the film is that it's being narrated by a character that you don't know yet. And from the sound of the narrators, it sounds like an older um the the older sister well the sister as, as as she gets older and she's talking at the end of the film it shows her talking and telling the story to what is presumed to be her children and one of their names is a little girl she's like mommy are these stories real and she's like well it is wendy it's like oh yeah wendy from peter pan so what's gonna happen is that right before the end of the movie the, they hear the kids giggling, they run into the room, and they're all gone, and there's fairy dust leading out the window, so what happened? Peter Pan came and took his sister's kids, which are Alice from Alice in Wonderland's kids, to Never Neverland, which isn't real. It's not real. It's so... I get that it's meant to be imagination. I get that it's meant to be something that is meant to tug on the... 
the strings or the concept of imagination. It's meant to kind of drive you in that direction, but it's just done so poorly. And I'm telling you, I just did that synopsis for you. Ten minutes, ten minutes, I gave you the entire movie. If you don't if you don't like how I presented it, that's fine. But you have to understand, when you break it down like I did, it doesn't sound good. But that's exactly what it is. Like, if you watch the film and you listen to my description, it is a one-to-one comparison of everything that happens. And it just doesn't make any sense. I never thought I would be talking so negatively about a film on my podcast. But I feel that this needs to be spoken about because it's just... It's a, it's a disappointment. It's a disappointment because I like the idea of of taking these stories and combining them or reimagining them. Like, one of my favorite movies of all time is Hook. And what's Hook? Hook is a reimagining of a sequel to Peter Pan. And I don't think anybody's ever thought about that. Whoever would have thought about a sequel to Peter Pan? Peter Pan's always made sense the way it is. But that story makes sense, and it's done so well. And I even read an article about this film that they said that, oh, um, uh, uh, it's being targeted by, um, what's the word? Uh, what's, what's the word that they use? It, it's a word for, like, reviewing that kind of distress. Re- review bombing. It's, it's being targeted by review bombing because it's got horrible reviews across the board. When I tell you that it's got, like, Two stars on Google. It's got 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I hate Rotten Tomatoes, but this one actually makes sense. I feel like there's only one place that actually has anything of a good rating. And that might be, like, if you're streaming it on, like, Amazon, I think it's got four stars. Maybe. But, like, it's not worth four. At best, it's two. If you're enthusiastic about it, maybe three. You know... And I'm going to say that's three out of, like, ten. Like, this is really not... It, it does not live up to its potential. I don't want to say it's not a good film, because that's just my opinion. I do know there are going to be people out there that do find some enjoyment in it. Maybe even a kid, a kids would find enjoyment out of it. Maybe it's a kids-based movie. And I can't even sit there and say that that's because I don't like it. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes Pixar films. I'm a guy that still likes... The, the the kid film as it is created and they are created well nowadays this just doesn't live up to the potential it could have been nor does it live up to what you would have expected out of a film like this or what you would have hoped to get from a film that kind of tried to portray this this magical world where they're combining these two stories and trying to make it make sense it doesn't make sense it's done very poorly and I just, I wish it was more. I wish it was more. And again, I, I do hope I don't have to do too many negative review entries on this list, but I just feel like I'm so, I was so angry after I watched this. I sat there and I looked at my wife and I was like, I'm going to tear this this movie apart tomorrow. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to completely tear this film apart because I'm just, I'm really disappointed in it. I'm really disappointed. So yeah, for the first time ever, you hear a bad review from me and definitely not a recommendation to watch it. But, I mean, if you're curious, go ahead, give it a watch. You know, give your own opinion on it. I'll always say your opinion will always matter more than mine, because only you should value your opinion. Well, only, only, that I shouldn't say it like only you should value your opinion. Only your opinion is validated to you when it comes to the things that you choose to enjoy. You know what I mean? So, if you choose to watch this and enjoy it, have fun with it. I'm just telling you flat out, I didn't enjoy it. I thought it sucked. That's my feeling for it. 
And yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Damn, this movie was such a disappointment.